today on Transforming Lives. And he wants you to take your eyes of yourself, your circumstances, and the things in the community of people around you, and to set it on him. Because as you look at him, the Bible says in Corinthians, we are gazing at him as is in the mirror. And we are being changed. changed. The more you look at Jesus, yeah. the better you become like him. Amen. The more you look at him, the more you become like him. Amen. But if you look at circumstances and you, and you focus on the things that are happening around you, you become... Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. The principle that God is saying to you and to me, God wants every one of us to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is the same principle. God wants you to look like your bigger brother. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say grace. Say grace. grace. And truth. Came by Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace and truth should flow from you. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Look at what Jesus said. He said, I am the way. Yeah. I am the truth. Yes. No man comes unto the Father except through me. Jesus was the only person in history, the only religious leader in history who declared, I am the way. Everybody else said, we are a way. Jesus said, I am the way. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Grace and truth flows from Jesus. He's full of grace, full of truth, full of God's favor. Moses was carrying the children of Israel, bringing them out of um, Egypt and in the wilderness. The Bible says they came to a place and Moses was feeling the, the pressure of leading these great people. He was, was feeling the pressure, so he went to God. He said, God, you said you, you have favor with me. You have given me favor, but you have not told me who are you going to send with me? Who are you going to give me to help me to carry this great people? This is what God said in Exodus chapter 33. God said to Moses, I will go with you. <laughs> say, 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 God will go with you. He said, I will go with you. He said, he said I will go with you. Amen. I'm not leaving it to anybody else. I will be there. I will go with you. He said, truly, you have found favor in my sight. I will go with you, and I will bring you to your inheritance. The Bible says, Moses said to, to God in Exodus 23, verse 18, he said, God, you said you will go with me, and I, 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 I have favor in with you. 
Now, Lord, show me your glory. Yeah. <laughs> say, say, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And I, I like the way God answered Moses. He didn't say, what, Moses, why are you asking me for my glory? This is God where God said, he said, I will make my goodness, that word goodness is the same word translated favor or power or grace. He said, I will make my goodness to pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I am gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. In essence, what God was saying, I am full of grace and favor. And I will give it to those that I want to give it to. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what God was saying to Moses. And that's what God is saying to us right now. Jesus is full of grace. Yes. And is full of power. Yes. Full of truth. Yes. But he exudes the grace and the power of God. And he wants you to take your eyes off yourself, your circumstances, and the things in the community of people around you. And to set it on him. Because as you look at him. The Bible says in Corinthians, we are gazing at him as is in the mirror. And we are being changed. changed. The more you look at Jesus, yeah. the better you become like him. Amen. The more you look at him, the more you become like him. Amen. But if you look at circumstances and you, and you focus on the things that are happening around you, you become like them. Amen? Focus your mind on Jesus. Set your, 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 your eyes on him. Close your ears, so to speak, of the noise and the, and the things that the devil is trying to, to bring in your way in order to discourage you. Put a, 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 a headphone or earplug into your ears and hear the voice of God. And the voice of God is saying, you my child. Amen. I'll make you like Jesus. Amen. I'll make you like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Grace and truth. Amen. Look at Psalm, Psalm 84, verse 11. It says, For the Lord is God. He is a son and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly before him. Say no good thing. No good thing. You see, sometimes Pastor Liz said it this way. She said, she said, God was saying that He is in control and He's able to turn the situations and the circumstances in your life around for His good. Right? What God is saying here, I will not withhold any good thing from you. So that means if you think that something good was supposed to come to you, God is not withholding it. From you. He's not. I bet. He's not withholding it from you. Now, I don't have the time to go into the, the, all the, the details and the, and the scriptural, theological, uh, uh, thing, reasons why things can be withheld. Amen. I don't have to go because the, the Bible says the devil is a thief. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Right? I don't have the time to go into all of that, but I want you to know that God is not withholding anything from you. Amen. God is not withholding it from you. Thank if you are in faith, if you are in obedience to the word of God, if you are serving God faithfully, God is not withholding anything from you. He may be telling you, wait. 
He may be like the way he asked me the question, if I bring the people, who will lead them? And I couldn't answer clearly. Hello? Now, the people will come. Let me, let me say this. I mean, this is what God said to me. They will come. You have an opportunity now to get in position so that you can lead them. But if you don't, they will come and they will lead you. Hello? Yeah. They will come, say they will come. Yeah. They will come, say they will come. Yeah. The nations will come. Yeah. But you have the position. You are the, the first fruit. You have the opportunity. God wants to use you. Get in position. You know what Jesus said to his disciples? He was teaching the disciples about the end time. He said, who is that wise and faithful servant? Say wise, wise. and faithful. faithful. Note that he didn't just say wise. Because sometimes we can be wise, but we're not faithful. Hello? He said, wise and faithful servant. Whom, when his master returns, will find him serving. Hello? Yeah. Now, notice what Jesus was saying. He was saying, when he returns, if you wise and faithful, you will remain faithful. Right? Regardless of the situation, you will remain faithful. But he said, what if that wise, uh, that, that servant decides, well, my master is taking too long. So instead of being wise and faithful, he began to misuse and abuse the people and the responsibility that God gave him. He said, when the master comes, he will cut him off. That's not my word that Jesus wants. Hello? Mm -hmm. Now, what am I saying? I was just saying to you that God wants. Remember I told you the story a couple of weeks ago that Rahab Bonke said when God called him, he was excited about what God was doing, and God said, you're not the first. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we excuse ourselves from what God wants to do in our lives. Let me tell you, Chetapo, I've learned this lesson. And, and, I mean, some of you, you know me, Right? I mean, what you see, that's what you get. You know me, right? I love the Lord. Nothing will stop me from serving God. Nothing comes before God. My family knows that. God knows that. Everybody, all my friends knows that. Nothing stopped me from serving God. When I, when I made a commitment to God, nothing will stop me. Hello? That's why sometimes I get so passionate and I... Uh, 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 it, it seems as if that sometimes I, 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 I may be hard. But because I have a plan and a purpose, I'm going somewhere. Hello? I'm going somewhere. And nothing will stop me from getting it. Amen? Now, what do I mean? That means even if God does not answer today, it doesn't mean that God will not answer if God has given you a word, you need to be faithful with that word. Amen? You need to be faithful and you need to serve God with everything. God does, did not give you the ability to choose the time and the places for you to minister. He doesn't give you that ability. You're serving him. He chooses his seasons and his times. But like Jesus said, when I come, will I, will you be, will I find you? Faithful. Amen? And so we need to see Jesus 
Like Jesus, the Bible tells us Jesus was faithful in his house. Faithful to the end. Faithful even to death. Faithful when they were beating him. Faithful when they were pulling his BS. Faithful when people were spitting in, in his face. The Son of God. He could have said, I won't take this nonsense. I mean, why should I take it? Amen. Angels, get them. And the Bible says they would have something. But what did he say to, 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 to Peter? He said, don't you know that I, one word for me, can, 12 legions of angels can come. What just one word for me? But he says, should I not do what my father called me to do? Amen. That means he could, he could have called the angels. But he chose to obey. Say hallelujah. Say full of grace. Say full of truth. Psalm 116, verse 8. I mean, now in the Bible says, I mean, verse 5. The Bible says, Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. God is a merciful God. Faithful. Amen. Benefits of sonship. Jesus is the beloved son of God. He's God's example, God's revelation. God's uh, 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 revealed himself, God's personified. Jesus is what God is who God wants you to be like. Jesus is full of grace and full of truth. God pour out his favor upon Jesus. And Jesus wants his favor to get to you and for you to reflect his favor. Third thing that we see about the, your adoption or your relationship, look at verse 13. The Bible says, well, verse 12, it says, but as many as receive him, say receive him. To them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. <laughs> you see, this particular passage is so interesting. Amen. The Bible says that the third, the third benefit of sonship or, 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 or adoption is that you are born of God. Say, I'm born, I'm born of God. Because he was afraid the, the scribes and the Pharisees did not openly accept Jesus. So he went to Jesus by night. And this is what he said to Jesus. He said, we know you. We know that no one can do the miracles that you do except somebody came from God. In essence, when Nicodemus was saying, I know you. You came from God. So I want you now to tell me, how do I get my things right, my house right, my business right, my, my situation right? How do I make sure that I get a particular direct line to God? And look at what Jesus said in John. Look at John chapter 3. The Bible tells us it's very important. When you read this story after Nicodemus finished talking, Jesus did not waste time. Did not say, oh, you know, thank you, uh, uh, sir Nicodemus. And you know, you, you, it's good for you to come and talk to me. I just wanted, the Bible said, Jesus said, you must be born again. They're born again. Born again. Oh. 
No greeting, no. He said, most assuredly, that word most assuredly means I tell you the truth. I'm serious. You must be born again. <laughs> and then he added, he said, if you are not born again, you will not see. Say see. In essence, what Jesus was telling the Nicodemus, you need to be born again if that, not only will you not go there, but you will not even see it. <laughs> the Bible said, the Bible said, <laughs> what are you talking about? Born again? How is it possible? Can a man go into his mother's womb the second time? In essence, Nicodemus look at Jesus, he look at himself, he say, I'm too old. I can't be born again. How am it possible for me to be born again? I can't fit in my mother's womb. And Jesus explained it. Say thank God for Jesus. Say thank God for Jesus. Jesus was trying to let Nicodemus know that in order to become a part of God's family, you must be born of God. Not just born of your parents. You must be born of God. You must be born into the family of God. Amen? And this is how he explained how to be born. He said, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit, and that which is born of the flesh is flesh. He said you must be born of water and the spirit in order to be born again. Say so water, water and the spirit. Now, water in the scripture is referred to as the word of God. Amen. Notice, John said, as many as receive him, say him, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. God. Right? As many as receive Him. Him who? You're talking about Jesus, right? Uh -huh. Jesus is the Word of God incarnate. Amen? The Word of God manifested as flesh. So Jesus was saying to Nicodemus, unless you receive me, unless you receive the Word of God in your spirit, and recognize that God is who he says he is. Unless the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, come upon your life to bring conviction so that you may repent of your sin, you cannot be born again. Notice it's not just the word. It's the word and the spirit. Say the word, the word. And, the spirit. and the spirit. You see, because some, a lot of people can read this book and get everything and memorize it. But if it is not mixed with the Spirit of God, nothing happens. I give you an example. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. Let me show you something. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let me show you something. The Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Say, in the beginning, God created. The heaven and the eye. Look at verse 2. The Bible says, And the eye was without form 
and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay. Now let's, let's, let's look at it, right? I mean, we did English, right? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Right? But how come the Bible says the earth was with all form and void? That means maybe something happened. Right? That one, one, one theory, right? Something happened. It became, so it, it might be not just war, so that word wars can be translated became, right? So that's one translation. But the Bible says, and darkness, now God does not create darkness. Hmm? Darkness was there when God said, let there be light, not darkness. God didn't say, let there be darkness. It was already there. Hello? Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. But look at something, something very interesting. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, was hovering over the face of the water. In the midst of darkness, the Holy Spirit was hovering. Hmm? The Holy Spirit was present. The power of God was available. Hmm? Everything about God was available in the beginning. But notice nothing happened until verse 3. God said. Say God said. Say God said. The word of God has to be mixed with the spirit of God in order for life to come. It is not just the spirit. It is not just the word. It's the word mixed with the spirit. Amen. The word of God and the spirit of God. Jesus Christ and the anointing of, the, of God. Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of God. Because it's the Holy Spirit that convicts you of sin. It is the Holy Spirit that draws you to God. It is the Holy Spirit that lets you know that you need God. It is the Holy Spirit that prompts you to respond to the word of God. And you have to respond to the word. Of God before life comes. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Jesus said, the water and the spirit. He said, born of the flesh, that's your natural birth. But born of the spirit. And to be born of the spirit, it has the word, the receiving of the word, and the coming of the spirit for it to happen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. And Jesus said to Nicodemus, Why are you marveling? Why are you concerned? Why are you uh, uh, confused? He said, The wind blows where it wants to. Nobody knows where it is coming from or where it is going. He said, he said Well, Pastor, where we know because we see the trees moving on this way. No, no, no. You just see a reaction of the wind. But you don't know where the wind is coming from. That's why he said, that which is born of the Spirit is like the wind. Now the wind in the Bible is referred to the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit moves upon your life and you don't know what time God is moving. God is doing something. God is prompting. God is drawing. And at the right time, the Word and the Spirit come together and life is. 
That's why it is important for us to open ourselves to God. Open our hearts to God. And allow God to work in our lives. Allow God to do His work. Because sometimes we can get so caught up with ourselves that we refuse to allow the power of God. The Word of God may be coming, the Spirit of God may be moving, but we are refusing to allow God to be God. And God can work until you, as a free agent, allow the Spirit and the Word to mix in your life. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4, I mean chapter 2, I want to show you something. Ephesians chapter 2. This is so powerful. You are born of God. Say born of God. Born say of to your neighbor, say you must, you must be, born be born of God. Of God. Born of the Spirit. Born Verse 13 says, born not of flesh, not of the will of man, not of, uh, of human will, but of God. Say born of God. Born of God. Now, let me, let, let, let me show you how, how you can be born of God. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com.